Yeah, I'm excited, man. We we had a great discussion of 37 to 16 on Fangraph's prospect list for the previous episode. Now we're doing the top 15. I'm excited. I don't know why my voice is elevating so much or why I'm so excited all of a sudden. It might be the caffeine. It might be that prospect talk really gets me going. Either way, if you have questions for us or feedback at all, at BFMD Podcast on Twitter. We're on Anchor, Apple, Spotify, Google, Breaker, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Stitcher, TuneIn, and more. I think we're also, we get conglomerated and, and reposted on Feedspot or what? something like that. <laughs> yeah, I've been getting, been getting emails about Feedspot because I was looking at somebody else's Blue Jay podcast and wanted to see if they it showed their numbers. I don't know if it does or not, but now I'm stuck getting these goddamn emails all the time. <laughs> uh, websites bfndpodcast.com. Justin, top fifteen prospects. Yes, sir. I'm excited. You're excited. Everybody's already listened to the two hour gong show we put out. Uh, let's just. Let's fucking do it, man. We're Canadian here. We just fucking go. Just full send. Uh, if you want to yeah. listen to the best part of the last episode, just skip to like the last five minutes. We got into a little <laughs> debate about uh, Kevin Smith versus Santiago Espinal. So I'll save you. I'll save you a click. Um, and yeah, check that out. But uh, but listen to the whole thing too. If you just put it on the background, listen to it. it helps our numbers. And also leave us reviews. Uh, Spotify has a review function now. You can actually like leave a text review, but you can leave us a star rating. So if oh, you yeah, listen yeah, there. Yeah. And you want to leave us a five-star review, um, that would be greatly appreciated for us as the more reviews we get, the more we will show up in relevant searches. Same with iTunes, same with Google Podcasts. iTunes you can actually leave, or Apple Podcasts, I guess it's called now. I haven't had an iPod or an iPhone in years, so I don't know what everything's called anymore. Um, but you can actually leave us a text review there, and those do help us tremendously. So if you do like the show, please leave us a review. But uh, jumping into the top 15, Patrick Marsh, we're starting off with a guy who the Jays signed in the 2019 free agent signing period out of Venezuela, Esteban Machado, a second baseman who is 19 years old right now. Now, he's got some interesting grades so far. He's at a 25 (laughs) out of 60 hit tool. That's weird. Um, He only played one regular season game in 2021 due to a hamstring injury, so... We don't really know anything because scouts haven't really seen him since extended spring training. But, uh, yeah, he's he's got a compact uh, switch hitting approach. So he's a switch hitter. Um, right Throws right-handed. Mostly plays second base and middle infield. Uh, but uh, the raw power is the 30-40. The game power is 20-30. The running is 55. Fielding is 45-60. And the throw is a 50. Um, he's 5'10", 170 right now, so you hope he's going to add a little bit of weight on the frame, but he's not a very big guy, but has potential to be a real high average hitter. Don't have a ton of stats, obviously, as he had one plate appearance. Uh, did get a hit, though, um, in that plate appearance, as he has a career a career minor league average of 1,000 and a WRC plus of 456. Totally sustainable. Um yeah, that's uh, Estefan Machado. Any thoughts on him, Patrick? I know we don't really have a lot of data, but uh, it's kind of a crappy way to start an episode with a guy we don't really know anything about, but it is what it is. It's wild that they project him as, as the 15th best prospect. It's the hit our- tool and the fielding, I think, for him. Yeah, well, yeah, it's got to be that. But then they, there are other rankings that we went through uh, last time that were 
Fangraphs was sandbagging them for for having low upside, and it's like I don't know. This I guy has this high is, upside though. He does, yeah, but it's just really weird to me. At five ten one seventy, uh, I think if he pans out, it'll be he'll be a terrific contact hitter who can steal bases. Yep, it's always tough to to project these guys when they don't just they just don't have game time um but he'll be a guy who could fluctuate wildly when the new rankings come out in a year yeah um the next guy starting pitcher another venezuelan from the 2019 signing period uh it's just like machado is uh dahian i hope i'm saying that right dahian santos who is a starting pitcher um, not much bigger than, uh, oh, he's actually smaller. Technically he's 5'11", but 160. So he's just a real lean guy. Um, he will be turning 19 on February 26th. So he's pretty young. Uh, he grades out at a 55 or a 40, 55 fastball, 55, 60 slide piece, uh, 30, 45 change. The command right now sits at 2045. Um, the Jays did give him two starts with uh, Dunedin this year, mostly pitched in the complex league. In the complex league, Patrick, he appeared in 10 games, started seven of them, 35 innings, 13.5 Ks per nine, three walks per nine, 1.27 homers per nine, uh, 46.5 ground ball percentage. The issue for him was the fact that he um, didn't leave a ton of guys on base. Only 64% of batters were, of runners were stranded. He gives up a lot of contact. So when guys got guys around base there, uh, ERA set at four fifty eight, but the XFIP was three Oh one. So, um, definitely they expect the home run per fly ball numbers to come down yeah. as well as the left on base numbers to increase. So, yeah. uh, interesting prospect where he's topping out at 96, but sitting low to mid nineties, uh, on his fastball. So, just another super young guy with not a ton of, of, of shelf or not a ton of game life under his belt based on the 2020 season being lost. But uh, interesting to see these two Venezuelans back to back and very different players, obviously one being a pitcher and one being a, a position player. It's, it's, it's always interesting to see what happens out of international uh, yeah. prospect signings. He is still going to be a teenager uh next year when pitchers report so i don't really have high expectations about what he'll be able to accomplish this year although again uh whether there's a a major league work stoppage or not minor league will still happen so he will get his chances it'll probably be rookie ball um i i don't know there the organization appears to be protective of him so even as an attractive international prospect uh the jays don't seem interested in moving him yeah so at you know at we'll say 19 very interested to see how this year goes for him there's a lot of time on the clock for him um and it looks like he has what he needs to be a good starter with yeah. a good very he'll have like a very good fastball and a great slider and a uh, a, a quite good changeup that's pretty good improve the command quickly and he could be he could be double a next year it could be very fast it could be a meteoric rise for him 
I don't disagree. Um, sticking with the theme of international signings, uh, we see a shortstop on next on the list, and that's Manuel Beltre out of the Dominican Republic, who the Jays signed in 2021. He did get into the complex season right away. Uh, excuse me, no, he uh, no, he, he played in the Dominican Summer League. That's my my bad. He's 17 years 17 years old at the time. He's now eight. He'll be 18 in uh, July or in June. So he's still mm-hmm. 17. Holy shit, he's young. He's 5'9 right now, and he's just a little guy. He's 165. He spent a lot of time playing travel ball in the U.S. He was actually committed to go to uh, Florida International University, which, uh, fun fact, the uh, FIU Panthers, um, they're the uh, fourth largest university in the States based on enrollment. So pretty large university in terms of people who enroll there. Uh, but he actually got signed by the Jays and forego for went his commitment to Florida International University. He hit 225 in his first pro season, Patrick, as a 17-year-old in the DSL. One thing that is a crazy thing here is he had an on-base of 391, so he walked way more than he struck out, 17.6% walk rate to a 13.9K rate. Ended up having a 119 WRC+. He did steal 10 bases. His grades are interesting as well. 25-55 uh, hit tool, 40-45 uh, raw power, 20-40 game power. 55 run, 45-50 field, and a 50 throw grade. Uh, scouts think he's going to be a high average, low power uh, utility infielder. Um, but scouts do think that his ability, like he has a, he's a really passionate player. Like He worked to add 10 pounds of muscle between the time that he was signed and the time that these rankings came out. Uh, so he worked really hard, loves playing baseball, I actually follow him with the BFMD Twitter account. He's always posting uh, videos of him working out. He's always wearing Jay's gear. Uh, seems to just love playing ball, and you love to see that. But and, and scouts think that, that that makeup and that attitude are going to be a separator for him, and which is why they have him rated so high. Yep, it makes complete sense. And, uh, uh, you know, at 17, I don't know that he's necessarily done growing. Uh, Very true. Five nine one fifty five is not really the makeup you would see on an MLB ball player. Yeah. Um, that's a very that's a small player. Um, but again, he's seventeen years old, so there's so much time uh, on the clock for this kid that <laughs> five years from now he'll still only be twenty two. Yep. So this could be one of those players who takes uh, quite a while. Um, the his DSL stats are are good. Yep. Uh, they're passable. Uh, much higher walk rate than K rate, which is awesome. huge. Terrific start. Uh, he's got wheels. Uh, there's no power, but contact. I think, uh, given uh, experience, will only improve. I. He's someone who should we should be excited about. And like, and like you said, he might not be done growing, so that power could change, right? So very, I'll be very interested to see what his uh, height and weight look like uh, two or three years from now. Yeah, give him to let, give him time, let him grow, and see what happens. It'd be very interesting to, to track this in the years to come, as far as his development goes. Agreed. Next up is a uh, another player who we've been talking about for a while. That's Otto Lopez. He is another international <clears throat> signing. That's a four in a row there. Um, and the Jays signed him out of the Dominican in 2016. So he's 
23 now. He's 5'10", 160, another small guy. Uh, primarily a, uh, I would say, second baseman, but he's kind of played all over the place as well, too. Um, but uh, a little bit of outfield, a little bit of shortstop as well. But he had a pretty decent year in 2021, Patrick Marsh. He hit 289, uh, only two home runs, 15 stolen bases, a 347 OBP. Though doesn't strike out a ton, doesn't walk a ton, contact hitter. Um, probably a guy who, if he ever makes it to the show for any extended period of time, he did get one plate appearance with the Jays this year uh, where he struck out. But uh, mm. if he ever makes it to the show and sticks around, it'll because, because, be because of his utility and because of his contact hitting. So good for him uh, to be a major leaguer for basically a day. And we'll see him in AAA to start the season. But Otto's got some good tools. He's got a 55-60 hit grade and a 60 speed grade. So uh, definitely those are the two tools that are going to carry him throughout his career, which are whatever he does for an MLB career. Um, but yeah, it's mm. interesting to see a guy with a with, with a high hit tool and a high speed tool close to the majors. Yeah, his stats in AAA are extremely impressive, considering Very. that he's 22 years old. Yeah, uh, he's he young played, for AAA. Yeah, he played way more games in AA this year, and he, he hit 331, 398, 457 as a slash. So he got promoted uh, more than halfway through the season, and then he got his opportunity there in AAA and got 43 games in, still hit 289 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, with a 347 OBP and a 405 slug. That's not bad for your first time in AAA. He will be a regular in AAA, and he might even see uh, injury call-up, depending on how deep into the uh, the or how deep the injury bug gets into the team. Yeah. Uh, would be a decent pinch runner. Um, at the very least, I could see him being a regular, if you know basically Jonathan Davis, but uh, by all accounts better. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays all, because he plays all over the place, I don't really know what his spot is. If he can play competently in the outfield, um, we might have an answer as far as, uh, you know, potentially if Guriel is, you know, as attractive a trade piece as we think, Otto Lopez could be the successor in left field, Maybe. That's very true. Yeah. Um, love the idea of having a contact hitter who could, you know, I hate to use the comparison because it's just going to generate more heat, but uh, someone who can hit as well as Santiago Espinal, but play <laughs> in the left field. Get out. <laughs> um, I would love that. I would like to, I'm really curious. Otto Lopez might crack the top 100 in prospects by the end of the year. Um, I don't that, know that he's done it yet. That's a bold prediction. He's already, yeah, but it's it's been a long time coming that he finally has, you know, uh, his AAA breakout. He's already had it, so he's always been a great hitter. I, I don't know what else he has to do in order to, to you know, get more attention. Maybe, maybe a little bit more power. Maybe put a little more weight on, but then he loses his speed. Maybe I'd like to see him take more risks, stealing bases. Sure, yeah. 
Uh, he did have 15 stolen bases in 43 games at AAA, which is very impressive. Uh, he only had seven in 70 games in AA. So obviously he was promoted with the idea of let's push the upper limits of what he is capable of doing. He only got caught stealing once in AAA. So 15 for 16 is very, very, very good, especially in AAA. So I, I if he's going to stay in AAA next year, if he logs 60 games, I'd like to see him steal a, you know about 40 bases. Mm-hmm. I'd really like to see what he he can do. If they turn him loose, he could be very dangerous. Yeah. Um, number 11 is Bowden Francis, who we got from Milwaukee in the Ready to Les trade. He's kind of been in the mid-minors for his career. He did get into some AAA games for the first time this year with both the Jays and the Brew Crew. Um, for Buffalo, he got into 73 innings, Patrick. He started in 13 games, uh, 14 games total. Uh, strikeouts were about 8.75, so close to a batter per nine. The walks were a little higher than they were with the Milwaukee system. He was at 3.82 walks per nine. Home the home runs too. were also higher too. Different league, uh, moving from the Brewers system into the uh, the, the Bison's uh, AAA league. So I'm not sure if that was in a bit of an adjustment period, but uh, hard to say. Um, either way, the numbers weren't great with the Blue Jays system, but uh, this guy... Um, He's 25, almost 26. I'm, I'm actually surprised he's this high, this high on the list. I thought he would be like kind of mid-20s, just based on the fact that he is almost 26 years old and hasn't really figured it out in the minors yet. But uh, definitely has depth arm potential and is probably only an injury or two away from a start in the big leagues at this point, just based on the depth in the system right now. Um, yeah. 6'5", 225, so he's a big boy. Originally drafted in the seventh round in 2017 by the Brewers. Mid-90s fastball. The slider's his best pitch at a 55 grade. Um, All of his pitches are above average. 45 fast, 55 slide, 45 curve, and a 45 out of 50 change. The command is also a 50-55, which is a strong um, maybe with him. I don't know. I just feel like doesn't have much enough swing and miss. I mean, a batter per nine innings is pretty good, but when you're giving up a lot of home runs, obviously your stuff isn't that deceptive. I'm a little concerned no. that he's a fly ball pitcher as well. He is. Yeah. So it's it's he's got he's got some tools. Like he's got good pitching. He's got good stuff. He's just got to put it all together, and he hasn't been able to do it consistently, which has been the issue with him. It's interesting. To talk about him now before the Jays have figured out who the number five starter is. I mean, obviously, right now on paper it's Ross Stripling. Right. Uh, however, there is a lot that can happen between now and opening day, or even when we get to that fifth start, uh, that fifth game in the season, whenever the hell that is. Um, I like this guy. I think I, I like the fact that his command uh, is as highly regarded as his slider um he's good he's if you look at it based on the uh the value that fangrass puts on everything he's good at everything uh and while he didn't have a terrific uh time in triple a with jays in the 73 innings um i'm not so worried about that i think if you look at the in the grand scheme of things he has been pretty consistent 
over his uh, full time in the minors, uh, getting yeah. a little bit better every year. Uh, it sucks to get traded. When you're young and you get traded, it probably screws your head up a little bit. Uh, that probably didn't help. Um, you know, I don't know, man. I think he is just good at everything. And at 25, there's still time on the clock. He'll turn 26 while the season starts. He's going to be in the AAA rotation, probably number three or number four, I would think. Um, and yeah, I do think he will warrant a call up over the other old hands that we've had conversations about in the past. So decent for, uh, part of the return for Rowdy Celez. Agreed. Um, next up on the list is Zach Logue. And if you've been paying attention at home, that means we're now into the top 10. Yeah. Uh, number 10 is Zach Logue. He's the last player with a 40 future value based on Fangraphs rankings. He really is higher though. Maybe. Really he's should. 25 already. He's got experience at AAA. He started the year in AA and pitched in seven games there and then moved up to AAA where he appeared in 18 games. 17 of them were starts. About 130 innings, 125 innings over the two levels this year. Struck out around 10 batters per nine. Walks would be just under two. Home runs would be about uh, 1.1 per nine. Uh, this guy's about 40% of the time the ball's on the ground. Uh, another guy who has pretty good command, doesn't walk a ton of batters, strikes out a batter per nine innings or more, and doesn't give up a, a ton of home runs, about average in that category. Doesn't have incredible uh, velocity. He sits the low 90s and tops out at 95. His best pitch is his changeup, which is a 60 grade. He has Patrick's favorite pitch, a cutter, at 50. Slider's at 45, and this fastball's at 40. The command, though, is at a 60-60 right now. So, And he's left-handed. So that's good. Ninth round draft pick in 2017. Uh, he is on the 40-man roster. Yep. And is likely to appear in the big leagues at some point this season. Just yep. because of his proximity and his time on the roster. So, yeah, Zach Logue has potential. He had an excellent 2021 in AAA. Excellent. He did. He's a lean boy, too. Six feet, 165. Super he's skinny. A, he's a lean boy. He can top at 95, so the fastball is good. The slider, a little bit better. Terrific changeup. Terrific command. I don't care so much about the cutter. I guess it's there, so I'll acknowledge that it exists. But this guy doesn't walk a lot. I, I'm really interested to see what he does in AAA this year. But I think he'll spend more time with the Jays than we think. Uh, and the fact that his future value is only 40 is kind of weird. I think it should be higher, but it really doesn't matter. What matters is he was extremely successful in AAA last year. Um, he's a great internal candidate for a spot start. Agreed. Maybe more. Yeah, maybe more. That's it. That's all I got. I would agree with that. All right, number nine on the list, Sam Roberts. This guy is interesting. He's signed to the Netherlands in 2019. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the, the rarely seen Netherlands free agent signing. <laughs> um, he's 20 years old, just turned 20 not long yeah. ago, 6'1", 160. 
Um, <laughs> the first line of the Fangraphs write-up is this. When the Jays signed Roberts out of the Netherlands in 2019, he was a project. <laughs> the Dutchman's fastball sat in the mid-80s, and he would had uh, very little exposure against professional prospects. He's gotten better with each passing season and took another major step in 2021. By year's end, he was in high A Vancouver, sitting 91 to 93 while touching the mid-90s and missing bats with his two breaking balls, which are a slider and a curveball. That's pretty, pretty impressive for anyone, much less a 19-year-old from Europe, who was 19 at the time. Um, he has several starters traits, according to Fangraphs, and probably because he's pretty lean at this point, he's got some room to add muscle, which is always good. Um, has It says his uh, curve tunnels nicely with the four-seamer, so he's got a really good uh, r- uh, release point on those pitches. He can backdoor the slider against the lefties. Oh. Yeah, which is great, because and he's got a, and, he, and he's even got a promising changeup. There's work to be done between here and there, however, his velocity can dip over the course of an outing, so he needs to build up his uh, his stamina. And while his delivery is smooth, he can get flustered and start overthrowing if things aren't going well in the field. So he's he's a kid. He's ni- he was 19 years old. He's 20 now. Um, like many pitchers who his age who missed 2020, he just needs a lot of reps. Yeah, he should get, get plenty him. in 2022. A return to high A seems likely with a chance at a midseason promotion if he can hold his stuff deep into games and throw strikes like he did last season. So mm-hmm. um, this is, these are always interesting, these guys from Europe especially. Um, they just don't have a ton of baseball exposure over there. It's not like guys from Venezuela or Dominican who just play baseball growing up and are just incredibly uh, active in the sport. It's not as big over in the Netherlands especially. That's a soccer country. Um, football, if you will. But uh, very interesting for me, Patrick. Um, ninth on the list as a 20-year-old who's got limited exposure to professional pitching and, and, and game action. I'm. This is a guy that we're going to have to really pay close attention to this year. If, 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 like they say, if he can get the stamina up and keep throwing strikes, the sky's the limit for Sam. Really interesting. Like you said, we don't see a lot of European prospects. Um the Dutch have always been known to be uh, pretty good baseball players. Uh, they, they're, you'll recall that they did appear in the Olympics and have appeared in uh, some WBCs in the past. Uh, of course, Sam Roberts was not a part of that, or Rubber Say. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I am interested in him because... He doesn't lean on being a flamethrower. For him, it's about the command. Um, And he potentially has two great uh, off-speed pitches. Potentially three. Uh, That's very interesting. He could be a real jerk uh, on the mound if he can get his command in control uh, going. Uh, he'll probably just be a full season of high A. At 20 years old, that's perfectly fine. I don't know if he would get a midseason promotion. Um, the numbers last year in high A were not great. But again, a lot of pitchers in low A and high A tend to have kind of ridiculous BB per nine. And being so, 19 at high A is pretty good. It is, yeah. Um, 
throwing a twenty-year-old uh, into double A, I don't know if that's wise <laughs> for his development. I would just leave him in high A and see what he does. Yeah, I agree. If he if he's out there blowing guys away, um, you know, ten starts in a row, yeah, you promote him. But yeah. I think really what matters is he needs to get as many innings as possible. He needs whatever he can endure as far as innings go. Run him. Run him as much as possible. Run him as many times as possible for as long as possible. Um, get those reps, and his confidence will just grow the more that he gets, uh, you know, reps. Yep. Uh, number eight, another free agent signing. This one on the Dominican 2019 is a shortstop Raquel Ben DeCastro. He is now um, just shy of his 19th birthday, Patrick. Actually, you know what? Today. He's today. Oh my God. Another one. <laughs> another one. Uh, his birthday is today, uh, January 23rd, 2003. Happy birthday, Raquel Ben DeCastro, now 19 years old. Um, he got his first taste of complex life this year and organized baseball. Um, and it's similar, it was almost as similar to Manuel Beltre a little bit. He struck out more than Beltre, but walked a lot too. Uh, only hit 238, but had a 372 on base percentage as an 18 year old. That was over 156 plate appearances, two homers, three stolen bases. Uh, his hit tools projected at a 50, currently sits at a 20. Uh, the speed is right now at 60-55, so it seems that he's a little faster than they think he will be. And the fielding is at 45-60 right now. Yeah. Not projected for a ton of power, but projected to be a plus hitter with plus speed and plus plus fielding. Um, and yeah, cast the floor is high on him, they say, because of the, uh, the, the skill at shortstop. He's got terrific defense, special range, footwork, hands, and actions. He's uh, very likely at least a utility type if he ends up becoming any time any any kind of competent offensive player. So definitely needs to get the bat, but uh, the fielding, the speed, that's all already sorted. He just needs to figure out the plate now. So interesting. Really, really interesting to see another guy with a similar build to other players we have on this list for middle yeah. infield, where the speed is the emphasis and they're the kind of long and lean. Is- is very very high six feet 150 he's gonna put on muscle it's gonna happen he might lose a bit in speed as they project however i think it will contribute greatly to his confidence when it comes to uh, hitting for contact uh a 326 babbit to me says that he he might already have the eyes to do it uh certainly is his walk rate is impressive uh, in complex appearances, again, those aren't really, I don't know how much emphasis we can put on that, but there is a lot to like about him, and I can understand why he is ranked so high on this list already. Um, man, having a plus-plus fielding shortstop yep. with plus speed and potentially plus power and plus hitting... He could be like a four-tool player, and he's only 19. I agree. So, like, the, there's a very high ceiling for him. Uh, he's got a ways to go before he hits it. It'll be one of those things where let's talk about him in three years. Uh, he just needs that time to develop. He's got to put more weight on that frame, though, 150. <laughs> That's scary. Yeah. Uh, moving on to number seven. Another. This is a third-round draft pick in 2021. 
by the Blue Jays. It's Ricky Tiedemann, a left-handed starting pitcher out of California. He pitched for Golden West College, and the pandemic really kind of screwed him over in a sense. Uh, he was eligible for the 2020 draft um, and ended up actually going to JUCO, where he pitched at Golden West College there. Um, scouts were kind of frustrated by a little, a little bit there. He was able to strike out a ton of batters. Uh, when he went to the Instructs kind of MLB sort of combine, uh, he pitched at 96 the entire time. He was sitting low 90s in college, in JUCO, but definitely added some velo at, at, at the Instructs camps. Um, yeah, he, they say that he's uh, got a lot of plus here because of the fact that the JUCO college environment, like the junior college environment, doesn't have a ton of great facilities or coaching. Yeah. Um, so with some professional attention this guy could be really good uh the fastball sits at 45 50 the slider is 50 55 the changeup is 50 55 but the command is 20 55 right now and for an 18 year old that makes sense yeah he was still 18 when the jays drafted him so even after a year of college he was still 18 he was ahead of his time in high school and graduated at 17 there he still isn't even 19 yet um but, uh, yeah, he's 6'4", 200 pounds, so he's already a pretty big dude. He has t- potential to add some more height – or some more weight, excuse me. And as a lefty throwing low to mid-90s, that's kind of where most of them sit. And the potential is for him to be a starter is there. I don't really have too many stats for him. I can see that in 38 innings with Golden West College, he struck out uh, 14 batters uh, per oh game God. there, it says. It was 60 total strikeouts in 38 innings, so nearly two per inning, um, and only 15 walks. So uh, didn't allow a single home run, and opponents hit 260 against him, a total ERA in those 38 innings of 355, and that's kind of the stats I was able to pull from there at goldenwestathletics.com site, so it went pretty deep for that one. Um, but yeah, definitely a guy who has some potential, and he'll be a guy to watch big time here in 2022. Uh, really interesting. Just a last thing that they point out here, uh, in this blurb on Fangraphs is with regards to the change in his, uh, delivery. Yeah. Uh, and it's coincidental with the uptick in velocity is kind of interesting. Um, I'd be surprised if 64200 was accurate at this point. <laughs> um, especially with, a with a consistent 96 on the gun that's about four miles per hour faster than his upper range previously scouted so like that's kind of nutty um they're right though to, to question how much weight to put on that as far as their analysis of him yeah he's a he's a juco guy so i'm gonna root for him anyway um if if the 96 is for real if he is like if he's consistent 96 and he can top higher, his fastball uh, assessment will be much higher uh, once the scouts get a chance to look at him. Um, I, I wish there was more we could talk about with 20 command, 2055 command. Uh, he's 18, so like I, I understand there's probably not a lot to work with, and that's probably why they're assessing him uh, the way that they are. But again, another guy with like a tremendously high ceiling, I and the fact that he might have three plus pitches, right? Um, see what he does in rookie this year. 
he could be he could be really really impressive yeah if he has an impressive rookie year he might be one of those guys that just gets hot shotted over and over and over again um we'll see though this is a big year for him at 19 his first year of pro ball going into rookie so he'll be in Dunedin probably the entire year he's probably already there just isn't at the facilities um really interested i let's let's look back into ricky tiedemann later on in the year see where he is in july yep i'm with you there uh number six on the list is cj van eyck who we drafted Yay. in the second round of 2020 out of florida state 6-1 200 pounds right-handed pitcher he's 23 years old now the grades look very promising uh first off he sits low to mid 90s and tops at 96 um <laughs> the first line says it's neither here nor there but if you're curious cj stands for cornelius johannes that's yes. pretty cool that's a dope name uh cornelius johannes van eyck he goes by cj though uh the fastball is at 50 50 slider 50 55 the curveball 45 50 the change <laughs> Four plus pitches. The change 50-55, and the command is at 30-45, and the command is definitely where CJ struggled this year. He walked four, uh, almost four and a half batters per nine, but struck out 11 per nine. Another issue for him was that he could not strand base runners, Patrick Marsh. He only had a left on base percentage of 55.2. So about yeah. half, if you reached base, you had a coin flips of a chance to score on him. Uh, the ERA was 583 with Vancouver and high A. Uh, XFIP was 458, so he definitely yeah. needs the the strand base runners. The ground ball percentage is about 43 and a half, so not a fly ball pitcher by any means. Um, 80 innings and in 19 starts. Uh, yeah, so for him, big focuses this year. Limit the walks. Get better with runners on base. I'm not sure if he pitches from the windup, but if he's pitching from the windup, he's just bad at pitching from the stretch, so that's something to work on. Um, yeah, it just seems like, uh, he's got the mechanics they say, but, uh, his, they say his landing point is very inconsistent. And at times he's so off balance that he nearly falls over as he follows through. That is a delivery issue, which the yep. Jays organization has been phenomenal. They will at fix. Improving. Very easy to fix over even a short period of time. We saw it happen with Rob Stripling. We saw it happen with Robbie Ray. We saw it happen with Steven Matz. Yep. And all these guys had uh, brilliant streaks at the very least last year with Robbie Ray winning the Cy Young and Steven Matz earning himself a big, fat, juicy contract. <laughs> uh, the thing that really impresses me about him is that, again, another guy who's a four pitch pitcher and they're all plus pitches they're yep. all already plus pitches yep uh if he can fix the command uh fix the delivery uh get a little bit more confident with the delivery maybe that's what it is this is the year for him to demonstrate that he should be a starter yes um if i feel like because he's already a plus on four pitches they're not going to abandon even if he has a bad year this year, I don't think they'll abandon him as a starter. Uh, mm -hmm. He'll start in high A, um, and see might, where it goes. <laughs> yeah, he, he might be a guy that plays most of the year in high A, and then gets a taste 
of double A, or he might be a guy who just has a meteoric rise. It's hard to say because his command is such an issue. Yeah, the but, last the last line of the fan guest write up says that he probably has another year to develop as a starter, but looks yeah. like a conversion candidate where he could be electric in short stints. So yeah, the the command is definitely going to be key for CJ this year. Cornelius, I, I'm rooting for him to be a good starter because he already has five or four plus pitches. Yeah, I, I like pitchers that have a good repertoire. Um, it kind of scares me to have a a starter with like who only has two or three pitches. And good news is none of his plus pitches are cutters, which makes me very happy. <laughs> it's all off speed, so he could be a good junk baller. Um, yep. Get that command in order, and we might see CJ Van Eyck wearing the Blue Jay uniform uh, in maybe two years, two seasons. Yeah, could now be. we get to move to the second member of our farm system from Magnolia High School. We talked about Adam Klofenstein in the previous episode. Now we get to talk about number five prospect Jordan Groshans. Uh, Groshans was drafted in the first round in 2018. He is a 6'4", 190-pound righty. Primarily plays third base, but also has had some time at thir- uh, shortstop as well. But third base is going to be where they develop him because, as we know, Bo Bichette owns the shortstop position. He's just turned 22 not too long ago, back in November. Um, and Groshans, um, because of the, the pandemic and because of a foot injury he had in 2019, he's really only played in like one season's worth of, of professional ball games. Uh, in 2021, he was in New Hampshire in AA for the entire season. Uh, he appeared in 75 games there. He hit 291 Patrick Marsh with a 367 on base percentage. The strikeout rate was 19.3%, and the walk rate was 10.8. So those are pretty solid numbers. The one thing you'd like to see a bit more from him is power. Only yeah. seven home runs. Did have 23 doubles, though. So 30 of his 81 hits were for extra bases. That's uh, but That's but could definitely uh, grow into the, the man body, is, as we mentioned, just, tw- just 22. The grades are as follows. The hit tool is 45-55. The raw power is 45-50. The game power translates to 40-45. His running is at a 50. The fielding is a 45-50. And the throw, he's got a real strong arm, is a 60, which is why they're moving him over to third base full-time. The write-up is really nice. Drafted in 2018, Groshans has only played about one season's worth of career games due to the foot injury in 2019 and to 2020's lost pandemic campaign. He has not performed in the manner that was projected of him coming out of high school when he was viewed as a corner infield power over hit prototype. Instead, he's shown excellent control of the strike zone and promising bat to ball skills despite his odd looking bat path. While continuing to play mostly shortstop all the way through double A, um, he does still project it at third base and that combined with Groshman's surprisingly low, uh, low high end exit velos caused us to do a fairly extensive reevaluation as corner infielders don't typically uh, project as everyday players without impact power. On paper, his skill set reads more like the last half or the last half decade of Evan Longoria's production uh, than that of the 30 homer threat he was. Ultimately, what we what what uh, he did as a 21 year old at AA was impressive. The average major league batting line has fallen off each of the last two years, and we're com- still comfortable projecting Groshans as a good big leaguer, but not a star. So it's interesting there, but uh, the fact that he's been able to translate his uh, power over hit um, projections into being more of a hit first guy, 
you can always add power in my opinion and as long as you can if you hit for average you're probably going to make the big leagues i think jordan groshans is going to be a very good mlb baseball player i hope so uh, i think he's going to be a terrific fielder yep um for a guy whose run is 50 50 he does not steal bases at all <laughs> so there has to be some component of his game that moves him up to the next level if he's going to be what they call a star because i don't know that the power is there I'd like to see it if it's there. Um, great double A last year, and at twenty two, would you would you promote him? Do you think he'll be triple A this year? He'll definitely play in triple A if he starts there. I think he may. Um, I'm on the fence, fifty fifty. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do with him if they get aggressive again. I think it will depend on spring for him, what he does in, in spring training, and what they see from him in camp. Mm. But uh, definitely, he's mm-hmm. definitely on that cusp of AAA, which which means he's like realistically one step away from the big leagues. So he's getting close. He could be a late season call up this year if he performs the way he could. Um, ever since uh, twenty eighteen, his OPS has never been below eight hundred mm-hmm. in the minor league. So the trajectory or the trajectory uh, is very favorable to him. He's already in the top one hundred, if I'm not mistaken. On a couple uh, of lists, yep. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he's top 100 in fan graphs, probably. Uh, but Evan Longoria, the last half decade of Evan Longoria as a comparable is... Mm, I feel like they're underselling it a little bit. Evan Longoria, though, has been great in, uh, in his last few seasons. Had a decent uh, 2021 with San Francisco. I think it was San Francisco he was in. Uh, trying to confirm. Evan Longoria? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. His last four, he's been with San Fran for, for He's four been there years. for a while, yeah. And at 35, he is, has his eyes are as good as they've ever been at the plate. Um, his stars walk rate go up. His K rate is right around career average. That's a pretty favorable comparison for a guy who's, oh, yeah. you know, in his 30s, if he has the same poise on defense as Evan Longoria at his age, he'll be a very, very good ball player. I think he's just missing that extra component yeah. to be a star. I'd really like to see if he if he can run as, as good as uh, Fangraphs thinks he, he can, and if his speed is 50, I'd like to see him try to steal some bases. He's a big man, though. He's six foot four. I don't know if you can steal bases when you're six foot four. Uh, so I've, I'm a little bit uh, confused about those rankings. But as a fielder, obviously, yeah, he's got a great arm. Love to see what he can do with third base. That Maybe what they do is they double A him at third, and if he really just kicks the shit out of everybody, uh, he might just get the quick promotion and see how he does at third in yeah. AAA. Very possible. Um, <laughs> the next guy we're going to talk to had one of the more under-the-radar monster minor league seasons in recent memory here. That's shortstop Leo Jimenez at number four today. He was signed out of Panama in 2017 by the Blue Jays. He is uh, 20 years old, 5'11", 170, a righty. Uh, 
he was limited to 54 games and five rehab appearances due to a dislocated left shoulder, but Jimenez had a special statistical season. He slashed 320, 523, 392 while walking nearly twice as often as he struck out. Yes, a 523 on base percentage in 59 games. The write-up continues by saying Jimenez has a special ability to put the bat on the ball, and he's especially adept at getting on top of high fastballs. Mm. It is a freakish bat-to-ball ability with very little impact, but that may be enough to enable a viable defensive shortstop like Jimenez to play a sizable big league role. Even though he's only 20 and hasn't played above A-ball, Toronto felt compelled to put Jimenez on their 40-man this offseason to protect him from the Rule 5 draft ahead of previously more famous members of their farm system, like Logan Warmoth and others. We buy that Jimenez is at least going to become an, import, an important big league cog, but his hit tool might be so special that he sneaks up on everyone and seizes hold of an everyday role job like Nicky Lopez and uh, Angels player David Fletcher. Um, his his hit tool, Patrick, is graded at a 55 out of 70, so he's still got room to grow. The raw power is 35. The game is 30. The run is, run potential is 50, is 50, and the fielding is currently graded at a 40-50. Uh, the throw is, 40, is 55. So this guy's a shortstop with, like, they call it freakish bat-to-ball ability. <laughs> pretty crazy yeah, to don't... have him at four and nobody talks about this guy he won't be a power guy but he could hit no. 330 as he a shortstop. can hit that is one thing that is known and about Leo he, Jimenez. his vision his plate vision is very strong nikki lopez is a very favorable comparison so is david fletcher uh, you'll recall uh young uh nikki lopez uh at age 26 this past year uh was very impressive and hit 300 365 378 with a dreadful Kansas City Royals <laughs> team, uh, only two home runs, but 78 run, uh, 78 runs scored and 22 stolen bases. So yeah. that's the type of player you're looking at uh, for your middle infield. That is very good. Uh, I would like to see what he's capable of uh, at second base uh, in a, a higher level. Uh, he sure. only had one error and was a part of seven double plays, 26 assists. Second base in 2021. Give me more of that, but double A. I really want to see what he can do. If he can hit as well in double A as he did in the complex and A games he played last year, sign me the fuck up. <laughs> I understand why he would be have a future value as high as he does. Um, it's just cra- it's crazy levels of contact. Uh, and if his plate vision is this friggin' good at 20 years old, this is like Craig Biggio levels of like contact and and plate vision, which is weird because Kavan Biggio plays on his fucking team, <laughs> like their teammates basically. That's wild to me. Like this could be over projection <laughs> as far as this hit tool goes, but that's fucking wild to have that high in OBP. super wild yeah 21 20 in a ball 21.1 percent walk rate in a ball um pretty good holy <laughs> shit 
Yep. That's crazy. But uh, number three on the list is a guy who we drafted in the first round of the Ole Miss 2021. That's Gunnar Hoagland. He won't pitch for a while. He had Tommy John surgery, and uh, he was um, drafted as a comp pick of the Pirates, but didn't sign, and instead went to Ole Miss. And that was in 2019. Um, oh, sorry, excuse me, 2018. So this guy's actually a little older. He's 21 and a half, but he's 6'5", 210, throws right-handed, has a 50-grade fastball, a 60-grade slider, a 40-50 change, and a 35-70 command. Holy shit. Which is bonkers. We don't see a 70 command very often. Um, it also states here that he sits kind of 90 to 94, but tops at 96. Here's the write-out. Hoagland was many scouts' favorite non-first-round prep projection on him for 2018 uh, average off speed stuff clean delivery and a frame with room to grow he didn't sign as a comp pick of the pirates and instead went to old miss he had growing pains as Good a freshman <laughs> yeah he had growing pains as a freshman but he probably would have been a Tampa Bay Ray by now because they keep fleecing the Pirates for all their good prospects. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he looked crisp in the fall of 2019 which was the start of his ascent to legitimate college ace through 2021, Hoagland was arguably the most polished college arm in the class, uh, sitting at uh, the low 90s while dotting a plus slider on the corner with remarkable consistency. Healthy Hoagland had the best command in the 2021 draft. His fastball's tailing action garners looking strikes on the glove side corner and sets up Hoagland's changeup, which needs to develop. Toward the end of a dominant 2021, Hoagland looked awkward and uncomfortable warming up for his start and was removed from early on. He would need Tommy John. We look at his rehab as an opportunity to rework a softer build and maybe exit the process with more velocity. TJ rehab or not, Hoagland has a great chance to become one of the first players from his class to reach the big leagues because of how advanced he is. The kind of the college comps that they're that I've heard thrown out, like the, the type of like rise he could have. They, they, I've heard people actually compare him to like Alec Manoa, the way he went to college and then just blasted through the minor leagues. Yeah. Um, Fangraphs does project him to, or, or sorry, the projections do have him um, slated to with an ETA of uh, 2024, which is like basically three seasons from now. Uh, well, two full seasons and then de- debuting sometime, but He's going to rehab and see how it goes. This is a guy who definitely could be there sooner rather than later, just based on the experience that he had in college. I love drafting college pitchers. Yeah, I talked about absolutely. when we drafted Manoa. Um, the, they just develop so much faster because they've already gotten a lot of professional coaching. There's a lot of really good college coaches out there. And hopefully Hoagland can rehab quickly and, and healthy. And yeah, we'll be good. There is a lot to like about Gunnar Hoagland but what really concerns me and you already know where I'm going with this the Tommy John is not great um yeah all signs point to players being able to you know move past it pretty quick but I can't help but feel very I don't know man this was a high risk high very high reward pick um he's still very young so the the getting the tj out of the way now i guess is it's fine but i don't know man are you like 
<laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say when I think about this, but there's a lot to like about him a lot, but should he be this high in the list, especially yes. given... Yeah, but especially given that he... 2022 is a... He's not going to pitch a single inning? He might pitch this year. He might. It's just a lot. It's a lot of time invested. Like, we're going to have to invest a lot of time and patience with with him. As good as he was in college, and he was good. He was just as good as anybody else in that 2021 field. And a lot of guys, uh, what was it, Kumar Rocker and um, mm-hmm. uh, Mark Leiter. Leiter Jr. Or something like that. Jack or, Leiter. No, Jack Leiter, sorry. There's too many Leiters uh, <laughs> pitching. Um. Yeah, just you know what? It, I'm sure it'll be fine. I just want to see him rehab and come back and have the same upside that he had before. The command. I don't understand why they have such a low. Like his current command is 35, with an upside of 70. I mean, he'll blow through the minors. Like that's that's what I'm saying. Butter, if his command is anywhere close to what they're saying it is. Yep, that's what he I will think. Paint, he will paint the corners all the time, and he'll be. He might even get there before 2024 if his command is that good. Maybe. But he's gonna miss a year, and that upsets me, and it makes me worried. Tommy John surgery in general just kind of, I don't know, makes me nervous. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty common occurrence now. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's true. It's different than what it was 15 years ago when someone lost time to Tommy John. Very, yeah. Anyway, um, we got two guys left, and they're the big boys now. First one up, third baseman. We're in top 100, by the way. We are in like, top 100. After after Jordan Groshans, I think it was top 100. Yep. The rest of them appear on top 100 list. Yeah, Arelvis Martinez is at number two for the Blue Jays. Uh, we signed him back in 2018 out of the Dominican Republic. He's currently just 20 years old, Patrick. He's six foot one, 190, a righty. The hit tool is graded at 30-45. The raw power is 50-60. The game power is 35-60. The run is at 45 out of 40 right now. Field is 30-45, and the throw is at 55 um martinez was a monster in dunedin uh he hit 279 with a 369 on base a 572 slug had 19 home runs in 71 games there uh absolutely just dominated the florida the florida league uh pitching and then he was promoted to vancouver where he got off to a really slow start uh with the canadians in high a but was able to bring it back at the end of the year. He finished there with a 214 batting average, but also hit nine home runs there too. So he finished with 28 homers on the year. Um, he was 19 when the season ended. So to be in high A already is pretty crazy. He was named the uh, Florida State League like player of the year, even though he like only played three quarters of the season in that league. Um, absolute bonkers. Had a 10% barrel rate at low A, so he was just mashing his top exit velocity was over 110 yeah he's uh 19 at 19 he was a he's he's a an insane hitter (laughs) (laughs) that's putting it mildly what's kind of crazy to me is 
there we can talk about all like we're gonna just i just want to point out one stat and it was the babip in in high eight was 197 which to me yeah some bad luck some piss poor luck he still had a, a pretty decent obp uh of 282 despite having like a brutal average yeah um the guy the kid has plate vision he's got power I mean, he might be, or he might pass Jordan Groshen on the thir- on third base depth chart before Groshen's even gets a chance to play an <laughs> inning in MLB. That's how fast he's developing, and that's how good he is. He could be a per- perpetual, like MLB All Star with with what he's capable of. It's insane. Imagine having like a super jet. He's like, uh, what's that third baseman in Oakland? I don't know. Matt Chapman. It might be, it might be like Matt Chapman, but better. Oof. Yes, please. <laughs> he shot up the top 100 for MLB and for, or, or like for pipe. Every too. yeah, every ranking like, system he shot up. He just sh- shot up. I think he's top 20 in pipeline. Yep. He's something like that. I think he's if, top. He's a top fifteen prospect in, on Fangraphs' big board. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, like it doesn't happen that fast, but it. I mean, it is happening with Orrelvis Martinez. Although, like, yes, we had him when he was seventeen, and then twenty twenty he loses a full year. But like, man, he's gonna start the year in Double A next year, and if he. Uh, he'll start in high A. He'll start in Vancouver. You don't think he'll start in Double A? No, I think he's. I think he's got to. He's got to do a little bit more in, in high A ball. I think he'll be in high A for like two weeks, and they'll be like, "This is yeah, I don't know. stupid. He's hitting four hundred. Move him up." Uh, I hope he does that. <laughs> he will. Um, he's gonna be ban- like just bananas good. Yeah, Fangraphs hasn't projected at third base. He's played some shortstop as well. The last two sentences of the write-up are really fun. They say, ultimately, though, this is a great athlete who has performed as a teenager against much older competition. The bat should play anywhere, and if he's able to stick on the left side of the infield, he has an all-star ceiling. Fun stuff. As a third baseman, yeah, sign me the fuck up for that. I love it. Now we get to the, uh, the first catcher in the rankings, Patrick Marsh. Is he top five in on Fangraphs Big Board? Yeah, he's up there. Um, he's top twenty on basically every top one hundred list at minimum. Gabriel Mourinho, uh, <laughs> this Holy dude's a beast. Signed in twenty sixteen out of Venezuela by the Blue Jays. He's uh, just about twenty two. He'll be uh, twenty uh, twenty two on Valentine's Day, actually. Um, and yeah, this guy is an absolute beast. He had a massive year. Um, yeah, just absolutely crazy the numbers that he was able to put up. Mostly played in Double A. He did have some. He did have an injury, but in the thirty-two games that he was able to appear in, in Double A, Patrick Marsh, he hit three seventy-three with God. a four forty-one on base and a six fifty-one slug. That was eight homers. Uh, nine doubles and a triple when he was there. This is a catcher, by the way. Um, did he, he was, win MVP? He the... didn't, no, because well, he, I guess he was injured. 
Um, he was also an absolute beast in the Arizona Fall League. He was hitting piss missiles all over the place. The That team that the Blue Jays prospects were on did win. The Mesa Solar Sox did win the Arizona Fall League, and he was a big part of that, as was Graham Spraker, by the way. But yep. uh, Mourinho, was, he was kind of drafted really as like a third baseman, but he now plays catcher. So he kind of went like the opposite of Josh Donaldson, who was a catcher and then went to third base. Um, also, Brett Laurie did the same, cement head himself. <laughs> but uh, Mourinho ended up coming back, and he played in three games in AAA at the end of the year. So that's likely where he's going to start off. This guy is a... Um, a trade away from being in the big leagues because the Blue Jays currently have Jansen, Kirk, and McGuire all on the 40-man roster along with Mourinho. So one of the three guys ahead of him needs to either be moved or DFA'd or something. Reese McGuire seems like the likelihood, the likeliest to be DFA'd because he doesn't have any options left. And Alejandro Kirk has been brought up in a lot of trade conversations as he's likely the most valuable out of those three in the big leagues right now just because of his hit tool. But uh, Mourinho is going to be there sooner than later. We may see him in the big leagues as soon as 2022, Patrick Marsh, just because of the proximity now and the fact that he's just such a talent. Um, this is hopefully the catcher of the long-term future for the Blue Jays. And uh, yeah, fans are going to be thrilled and have a great time when he finally makes the big leagues this is guy this guy's gonna be so fun to watch i can't wait he's got like mike piazza levels of like power he's a beast and he can still run and he can still like he's still a confident catcher yeah where like where the hell did he come from it's uh venezuela patrick well, I, okay, yeah, but I mean, just like, talk about meteoric rise. I mean, he was yeah. still good in rookie ball, and he was still really good in A ball. Uh, but then double A was just, he pummeled the competition. Pummeled them. Yep. One thing that I love is that he, he doesn't, he's not a pull hitter. He hits the pull side about 45% of the time, but he goes oppo about 31% of the time as well. Mm, the Fangraphs grading—they don't include bat control, but they all—they say he has 70 grade bat control and tends to find a way to poke, spray, and slash contact all over the field. He can square up high-end velocity, and though his overall hit tool grade projects below his barrel control due to his flawed approach, he has some work to do approach-wise. There's enough offense to make him an All-Star offensive performer at catcher. He also has rare speed for the position and an overall skill set. Um, uh, that's of a, a, a less tooly Jason Kendall because Jason Kendall was pretty fast when he played. Defensively, Moreno catches on one knee, so Buck Martinez is going to hate him uh, until there's runners on or there are two strikes. Then he goes into a very wide crouch as if he's always preparing to block. So think of how Denny Jansen catches with that wide squat position. He'll sometimes finish on one knee in an effort to frame a pitch on the edge, even if he didn't start there. He popped because uh, pop speed is an average uh, of 195 to 198 in the fall league, uh, which is slightly above range of time for throws down the second base. So he's pretty quick on behind the plate as a, as a defender as well, too, which you love to see. Even if he ends up being an average defender, his bat upside is so high that, like I said, it's like Mike Piazza. It's just going to, or like what we're seeing now with, uh, with Salvi. Yep. It's just going to be nutty. 
it's going to be really interesting though to see how the Jays handle this in spring training because we there is a bit of a jam situation going on. Obviously, Reese McGuire is on the outside looking in right now, but because he has no options, is he going to get DFA'd straight up, or are they just going to say let's give half a year to Mourinho uh, developing further in AAA? Keep McGuire, trade Kirk for max value, or are they just going to DFA Reese, lose him for nothing? It's hard to say because they DFA'd him last year and nobody took him. Um, yeah, but uh, it's because he's streaky. It makes it very <laughs> scary. Like, I, yeah, I get it. It's going to depend what happens in the spring. Like, you never know if injuries pop up on any of the, any of the catchers. Like. You just you just never know. They won't make a decision on Reese and or any of the other catchers until spring is probably halfway through, unless somebody gets traded before then. This is all hypothetical if there is a spring, but uh, <laughs> we'll we'll find out on that soon. But yeah, Mourinho, regardless, is going to be a star for a long time in the Blue Jays system, and he's a he's a one level away now, Patrick. He's at AAA. I do believe that despite the fact that we have seen so many graduations uh, from our prospect pool that the Jays still remain a top uh, 10 firm. The last time they came out, I think there were six, weren't they? Something like that. Yeah, when Pipeline graded the farm systems at the end of the year uh, in August. We're seventh. I believe so. No, we were not even in the top 10. We were probably because of the graduation. 14th. Yeah, we were 14th because we lost Martin and Simeon Woods Richardson. So that dropped. Um, The number one farm system, according to Pipeline, the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and Adley Rutschman's number one as their their catcher there, and they also have Grayson Rodriguez at number eight as a pitcher. So they're gonna don't don't sleep now, but they're gonna come. Out of all the guys that we have previewed today, who is the player you're most excited for, and who is the player you think is most likely to disappoint? I'm most excited for Gunnar Hoagland. Uh, Most likely to disappoint, Samad Taylor. interesting why is that well i think that hoagland has all the tools to be a mid to front end rotation starter and i think samad taylor had an incredibly uh lucky season in terms of his babip it was too high it's almost 400 samad taylor though is ranked 36th on yes list. So but i think a lot of blue jay fans think of him a lot higher and i think that they're going to be very disappointed this year okay fair if enough. i have to give another answer um Sam Roberts, I think that he's going to not pan out. There, it's such a coin flip. Yep. So I agree with you on that one. My two picks are going to be the player I'm most excited for on this list is Jordan Groshen. Even though it's possible or Relvis Martinez could pass him uh, as far as how quickly they get to the, the majors. I still think Groshen's has enough that he could be a very good third baseman, like a very good everyday third baseman. Martinez has the possibility, the ceiling to be a third baseman all-star. Crazy power and, and, and all that stuff. 
but uh, or crazy contact sorry um but i don't know it's a good it's an interesting race between the two of them obviously our shortstop is going to be Bobuchet for the next hopefully 15 years <laughs> minimum yeah um the player i think most likely to flame out i would agree with your assessment on stem reverse because there's just so little data i'm not so sure about uh I'm not, I don't know. I don't, if, if I have to like limit myself to the top 10, I think I just agree with you. We have so many middle infielders and shortstops. Yeah. One of them, somebody is not going to work out. Uh, they can't all be doing, you know, they're not all going to be 40 value or 40 plus. I think Kevin Smith gets traded. I think at least one of Manuel Beltre uh Raquelbin De Castro um and Leo Menez some one of them is going to get dealt cuz they're all between 18 and 20 and they're all shortstops and their future values are all 40 plus you can only put one shortstop on the field at a time and we already have one so unless they magically become better than Bobuchet which is unlikely I don't know what they're playing for. Like, or I don't know where, what you do with them. Obviously you want to accrue value before you trade a player. So mm-hmm, we'll mm-hmm. see how the season goes, but one of those three is going to get dealt. They can't all make the team. So good luck to them in the competition. Um, man, I, the or, I'm still like caught up on the Orelvis Martinez, like stats. Gabriel Mourinho is obviously like a lock to be or pretty close to a lock to making MLB this year. It's just a yeah. question of yeah. how the Jays how manage and when. their roster. How and when? What does it mean? I, I, you obviously you cannot carry three catchers. And we so, have three already on the big league roster. And, so exactly. So something has to happen. I wouldn't trade up Alejandro Kirk. And I really no. wouldn't trade Danny Jansen. So yeah. it's going to be Reese McGuire. And if he's not dealt, he's going to get DFA, which sucks for him. But, like, that that's a good one-two combo. Reese Very had good. a good streaky period where even with that increased value that he gave himself by getting very lucky at the plate, we still couldn't trade him. So... Somebody's, you know, somebody's going to be happy. He will get picked up if he gets yeah. DFA. I guarantee Agreed. it. He'll get picked up, and he'll probably be the second or third team on the list, depending on what their catcher depth is. And he'll be fine. Best of luck to him if it happens. But, like, Kurt Jansen won two. Sign me up for that. Mourinho yep. coming in. I don't know, man. That's a lot of really good catchers. We're lucky. We have this depth of catcher we've never had before. Yeah, agreed. Final thoughts? Final thoughts? That was a lot of prospects that we went through. Yeah, it was. (laughs) It really Um, was. Yeah, no, uh, it's good to go through these lists. And I know lots of the guys that we talked about, not many people 
probably know about them, I guess. And uh, there's going to be some guys who shoot up these rankings. Watch out for Leo Jimenez. See what kind of year he has again. If he can replicate what he did last year, it'd be a monster for him. So many shortstops that have come out through the system in recent years. And uh, yeah, we've got Martinez and, and Lopez, or Lee Jimenez, excuse me, close to the top. And then we also have Lopez down lower as well, too. So yeah, it's interesting to see uh, all these middle infielders and hopefully these pitching prospects behind uh, uh, Hoagland like Van Eyck and Klofenstein and uh, Sam Roberts pan out. That'd be great to see some more depth like Alec Manoa coming through the system. Let's, um, I'll say my final thought will be don't sleep on CJ Van Eyck. Agreed. One bad year is not going to derail this young man. And, um, we'll see him in high A. I think you're right. Could be double A later in the year, but I think he is going to be somebody. So stay tuned. Stay tuned for that. But uh, thanks again for listening. Again, if you like the show, leave us a review. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Find the shows, bfmdpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, at bfmdpodcast. For Patrick Marsh out in Halifax, it's Justin Anderson here in Saskatoon. Saying we'll see you next time.